so much of what I have become and what I've done in the past few years have completely revolved around Melee. Hey, thanks for checking out another 1v1 Wannabes episode. This is a very special episode with Turn Down for Walt, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite Melee content creators. I say quickly, I don't know why. He's been doing it for a minute. If you look on his YouTube channel, he's got over 150 videos dedicated to Melee. And to be honest, almost 100% of them are completely amazing. So this episode, we pretty much talk about that. His process, how he got started, how much he loves Melee, of course. And Will is um, just kind of gets all the, all the juice out of it. Really figuring out what makes him tick, what makes him want to keep going. And, you know, if you're into content creation yourself, I think this is a great place to start. So if you like this episode, make sure to check out all of our other episodes, etc., etc. We have a lot of other content creators too. Phil Nolan, Save is Untitled. Just check out all of our other stuff. That's about it. So thanks for listening and enjoy Turn Down for Walt. Alright, this is Wasabi, tuning in for another 1v1 episode. This time I have a really special guest, uh, YouTube content creator, Melee content creator, turned down for Walt. Walt, how are you doing? How's it going? Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be on the show and just kind of talk about stuff. It sounds great. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Once um, I saw you, you enjoyed the, the NYCPR combo video, which we'll get to later. But you yeah, know, once I saw that, that uh, funny enough, that was my first video. <laughs> so that it was amazing. It was it was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't not love the and it's like perfect timing too, man. Like the Animal Crossing theme and everything. Yeah, it yeah, was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, once I saw that, I'm like, oh man, like I, this would be like an amazing time to to have you sort of like come on, you know, as as a bridge. And f- like we were talking for like ten minutes prior to this, just about you know everything and and this episode and whatnot. So. Um, sort of just to continue our conversation, you know, pre-recording about, um, talk, you know, like, do you want to re-ask the question that you asked me about just like how to, I guess, present the podcast or like an interview, like outside yeah, sure. of just like the player perspective? Because I thought that was so, so cool. Yeah, absolutely. So for the people who are kind of not knowing who I am, who are joining the podcast. Uh, my YouTube channel is called Turn Down for Walt. Uh, just quick little intro. I do um, pretty much mostly melee content. I dabbled in Ultimate for like a hot second, um, and it wasn't really my cup of tea. And I think that there was just more. Um, I had more fun in melee and doing more melee content, and I felt like I had a really good niche there. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, Prior to this call, we were talking, uh, Wasabi and I, about just different podcasts. Obviously, he ha- he has his own podcast, and I'm starting kind of a pseudo-podcast, like edited video type series called On the Mic, um, in a similar vein to what these guys do here. I kind of just bring people on, players, content creators, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and just discuss with them anything, really, in regard to that. And uh, 
prior to this conversation, I was I was mentioning that I had Edwin Budding potentially coming on to my on the mic series, and I had saw that there was a podcast episode of his with Edwin Budding. So I kind of pulled that up, listened to it for just note taking and figuring out like how can I talk to someone who's not really a player because primarily the series has been like. So far, it's just been Franz and Ryobeat, and it's mostly just discussing, like, character choices, um, why they approach the game and X, Y, and Z, and just mostly, like, melee-centric discussion versus a guest like Edwin, who is an author. And I want to be able to kind of go down that avenue of just creative writing or just creativity in general and kind of open up the path of discussion in that way. And I was asking Wasabi basically how do you approach that when you have a guest who's maybe primarily not like a top tournament attender or someone who's, you know, just this melee focused player, but not necessarily very well known for their melee play, for instance, me, but also maybe Edwin in that regard as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sort of what I was saying uh, before we realized that this, co- this was a great <laughs> topic <laughs> and that we had to record it was, you know, this sort of idea that I think whether it player, TO, or, like, content creator, um, or just community leader, honestly, like, Melee has sort of affected, like, everyone's lives and sort of shaped the way not only we view lives or and, like, but also, like, what we end up doing. And I think one interesting part that I was uh, mentioning was, you know, that you know, everyone sort of has a unique story. And, like, I was talking about age, right, where we're both 25 now. But, like, the 20 to 25 years are, like, so weird with, like, school and, and you know, everything, you know, into adult life, into, you know, working the 9 to 5 and all of that. But, like, Melee's sort of been a constant theme for everyone, so I've always tried to make it around that, right? Like, it's not just, you know, like, this, this thing that we do, but it's this thing that has to... that had has changed as we kind of have grown up and, like, you know, had more or less time to, like, Melee itself and also, like, in sort of the different aspects of Melee. Like, you know, I was a super uh, hardcore player, still mostly a player, but, you know, a year ago I never really thought of myself as a content creator. And then it's kind of funny that, you know, I, I do this podcast and, you know, I made a combo video and I'm learning to, like, video edit and and stuff like that. So... You know, I think Melee is such a, actually, like, a surprisingly big, like, sphere to talk about. It's just that, you know, mostly the players get the spotlight, but everyone has their, like, own unique Melee story from their own rivalries to their own, you know, like, motivations. So, and that's something I've learned talking with JD from, like, a week-to-week basis with, like, our motivations being, you know, polar opposites at times. Yeah, and that's really interesting also just because there there are so many different stories that come from Melee. And like while you were kind of saying all that stuff to me, the first thing that came to my mind were like Harry Potter fans where mm. it's like the people that watched, you know, Chamber of Secrets, original Harry Potter, just like the first three, read all the books and everything, like they all grew up with that series and they all have stories around loving that series and loving whether they were book readers at first or maybe they got into it through the movies or whatever it was. Um, they all just fell in love with that series and they got to watch it grow together like as it got older. And it's it's almost exactly the same thing for Melee, but it's a different experience for everybody who's involved with it, whether it's 
you know, your Mangos and your Armadas who are just incredible players, obviously, or, you know, people like me who go 0-2 at the big house but still love it and they still go all the time because it's just an awesome experience. It's just, it's really cool to see, like, how that come up is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, I always think of one video that, like, you know, to me means, like, the spirit of Melee, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it was the... It was made about three years ago, the Cactuar Zoo, like, mini documentary on the coolest thing in the world. The coolest thing. Yeah, yep. the coolest thing. I love that video. I It still gives me chills to this day. And that's sort of what I think. Like, you know, whether it's as a player or as a spectator or anything like that. Like, I'm a diehard soccer fan, like a diehard mm-hmm. Arsenal fan. And, you know, I remember, you know, being... Oh, good like, taste also, but... Yeah, what well, good taste or bad taste? Good taste, good taste. Oh, I like Arsenal too. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, all right. We we can continue then with the recording. <laughs> but yeah, like I remember like feeling like super ecstatic when they like ended their trophy drought. And I'm not a player at all. Like I was just mm-hmm. but like you know, you get the same feelings from melee or for really anything, right? In art, music or whatever, right? And you know, I think it's so yeah, it's but that's the thing is like for a lot of people in the melee community, this is a very cool thing, if not the coolest thing in the world to them, right? Yeah, and, yeah. I think that video just hits the nail on the head, honestly. And it's it was it's like a hard thing for people, I guess, coming of age. Like you said, it's the twenty to twenty five age for for a good number of folks who are around the same age as the game. And I know for me, like telling people like, oh, I I do these, I play these video games all the time. Like, back in the day, that was a hard thing to kind of, like, people would just be like, what are you, what do you mean you play this video game all the time? But now, it's just like, this is what I love to do, and this is the thing that I, that, this is the thing that is the coolest thing in the world for me. And it's a thing that allows people to express themselves in, in unique ways, and it's awesome. That's what's so cool about it. Yeah, and I think, like, the thing is, is, like, and, and JD and I always say this, is, like, you know, we started recording just to, like, document our story but we don't think Mm -hmm. our story is anything special it's actually like the opposite it's so ubiquitous and you know it doesn't really stand out from anyone else's we just decided to document ours Mm -hmm. but everyone else has in itself is what makes it unique though you know because like you guys are also willing to put yourselves out there and like be the ones to document that and even though it might be ubiquitous and just kind of run of the mill for everybody else there are people who listen to that and they're like, yeah, this is like kind of how I got into Melee or, you know, this is how I approach competition or whatever it is. And it's, you know, it's all just really cool the way that it just comes together like that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think like it's been super cool to like, you know, talk to, you know, all the listeners on our like Discord group and just like chat with them and and hear their stories too. <clears throat> but I think that's like why we started, ended up starting this like, other series called 1v1 so that we could like hear and share other people's stories like you know as you know we're obviously going to share yours as well today but sure um yeah like i think that's but you know as you as we said like the coolest thing in the world sort of like hits the nail on the coffin (laughs) yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more yeah so talking about you know coolest things in the world and beginnings one thing i wanted to one thing i always usually start out with is you know, asking how you sort of got into Melee. Because I think it's so interesting how people got into it and, like, how it's stuck and how it's sort of changed <laughs> as we've grown up. Like, I started because I saw a charity tournament and I saw free Chipotle. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
sick. That's amazing. Like, I want free Chipotle as a sophomore in college. And then you're just farming Chipotle for the rest of your college years. That's <laughs> <laughs> it was a one time thing, but that's all it took, you know? Yeah. But no, you know, uh it was oh man. I've been playing Melee for a long time, which is sad to say because I am just painfully average at this game compared to all the competitors out there. Um, let me think. I was playing Melee around 2000. I mean, I got the game the day it came out, so I, I had it since 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing seriously probably around 2008-ish when I was in high school. Seriously being like, hey, I'm better than you. Fuck you guys. I'm going to beat you guys up. Um, yeah. And which, that was kind of like character? through high school. Uh, it was kind of like everybody for for a while. I really wasn't set on one one character. It was it, like it, it kind of starts off similar to, you know, a lot of your regular melee stories where you're the guy that's like way better than everybody else. You're the king of the block. And then you play against real people and you're like, holy shit, I'm so bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, I played for a while in high school, you know, like ended up getting like a CRT set up in my senior lounge. And that became like the spot for everybody. We got like people were coming on their free periods every time, like ninth period, end of the day, people wouldn't go home early. They'd come in and play doubles in melee every day. It was awesome. Um, ended That's up amazing. going to the University of South Carolina in Columbia Mm. and uh, looked for kind of like a melee scene in there. And I think things started to pick up quite a bit more around 2013. Um, Prior to that, I I attended one local in Farmingdale, which you you might know where that is because you're in New York. Yeah, yeah. I'm Um, familiar with Farmingdale. It was Empire Gaming and Comics, I think it was called. I think it's been since shut down. I should know this because I drive past there every day to go to work. But um, I went to that maybe like around my freshman year of college, like coming back from a vacation. I went there with one of my friends. And uh, that was like a funny story because that was my first real like tournament that I've ever gone to. And not many people know that because I went by a a much different tag than what I used to. I went in as a joke and just kind of figured, hey, I'll enter and see what happens. Um Turns out I sat down at a setup next to the moon and didn't know who he was, started playing him and was a doc main at the time. I ended up swapping quite a bit and then kind of landed back on doc recently. Um, And I did pretty well against him. Like I took like two stocks against him and the people at the couch were like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, he ended up mopping the floor with me and running the setup. But people were like, oh, this this guy's actually not that shitty. And... uh, that was basically like the tournament played friendlies like kind of got bodied it was all good and uh ended up entering doubles with one of my friends from high school under the tag sneaky mommy and sneaky daddy (laughs) and i'll never forget this because it's funny because i just released a mewtwo king video yesterday and the first ever competitive set i ever played was against mewtwo king oh no way and yeah and it was you know 2009 10 maybe where there were no stream or you know not 2000 probably 2012 13 i want to say where there weren't really streams if there were it was like pretty low quality like you're still running like 480p maybe and uh 
I remember the TO comes up, like me and my buddy, we don't really know what's going on with this tournament. And he, he goes, all right, well, the first double set we have on stream will be Mewtwo King. And I think Red was his partner for that event. Mm-hmm. And my buddy turns to me, and goes, yo, how funny would it be if it was us? And I was like, shut the fuck up. And right after he goes versus on stream, sneaky mommy and sneaky daddy. <laughs> and I turned to my friend. I'm like, dude, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and my friend looks at me and he was hilarious. He he played Yoshi at the time and he's like, "Look, here's our strategy, right? You we go Yoshi Doc. If things don't work out, you switch to Fox and then I'll stay Yoshi." And I was like, "First off, I'm better than you. So I don't know why you're saying that and why you need to have why you need to have me switch, but we'll make it work." It was like the quickest 2-0 of my life. <laughs> I definitely and that's know like that basically feeling. all I remember for that tournament. Um, really long sidetrack about that, but I I like totally forgot that was my first ever encounter with Mewtwo King, and it's just like ironic that I made that video yesterday about him. Um, but fast forward a little bit, go to USC, um, looking for a competitive scene there, and things kind of got a bit more serious. I guess around 2013, like my sophomore year there. Um, I found like the South Carolina scene. It was pretty quiet for the most part. Events were pretty small, um, but they were doing well. They had, you know, Melee, they had PM at the time. Um, and then I guess Smash 4 was about to come out like a couple years later. So they were doing pretty well. Ran a couple of, of events and I actually streamed one myself under a different channel, which I will not name because people don't need to be subjected to that hurt. <laughs> All um, right. And it was a bad channel. It was super bad. There's a bunch of random league content on there. If you're in my Discord, you know what it is, but it's bad. (laughs) Um, But it was a a fun time. And I played there semi-seriously for maybe like a couple years. Uh, I was was working as an RA uh, at the university. I was a full-time engineer or student for engineering as well. So it was kind of hard to find time to like go to tournaments and stuff but when i did it was fun and when i could stream and commentate even better um and ended up getting power ranked in south carolina i think in 2014 i was pr'd at number seven and my tag at the time was action hank then which also isn't my name so yeah that's basically the the rough history and then didn't go to a tournament uh ever until my first major was around well, my first real major was the Big House 8 last year, or two years ago, sorry. Oh, that's <clears> and um, the first, like, quote-unquote real tournament I went to where real players were there was Melee FC uh, 10, I think. 10R. They always went by, like, a bunch of letters that I never really fully understood. Was that the one that Leffen won in 20? 20- that was the one where Leffen four-stocked Armada. That was, FC yes. Return. I, FC Return, yeah. The summer of mm-hmm. 2015, the... The, the summer that almost made Leffen number one. That's right. Yeah, and that was oh, one that of was the first events I went to. I was doing a, uh, a work study in Michigan. I was uh, in like a 10-week research development program um, for my engineering program. And the tournament was in Indiana, which was like a three-hour drive. So I was like, hey, why not? Because we're already here. So I took my roommate, who I had just shown the smash doc to the night before and you know he like loosely played smash but wasn't really into the competitive scene 
my roommate comes out of the room the next morning ready to drive up with me he goes bro i just watched that whole documentary all night dude what an I intro was like, that's awesome <laughs> was like, that, that is, is a so legendary sick. beginning story yeah so he got I, I don't think he got into it to the point of playing but he just went and was like i'm just gonna watch and see what happens it looks really cool but that was the first one. I entered under another tag, which I'm unsure if I should tell you about, because there's a video of me getting destroyed, <laughs> and it's one of the only VODs of, of me playing in a tournament on totally, YouTube. Totally up to you. <laughs> totally up to you. Um, this is your show. I guess I'll say it. I went under Zazu. Zazu, all right. I have one set where I played Ice Climbers, and my first ever stream set not counting the M2K one because I think that one's long in the in the internet dumpsters was against Kalamazoo, so I was like, okay, of course Peach Icy is like worst mm-hmm. possible matchup ever. Yeah. Um, play him, get bodied, ask him for advice. He tells me I need to wobble him, and I'm like, but what if I don't want to wobble? And he's like, I don't think you'll win. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, okay. Well, oh. duly noted. I'm not playing Icy's anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we all have those videos, right? Like, I still oh, yeah. get recognized as the guy who got JV5 by Sun, the New York City Ices player. Oh, man. <laughs> and it was one of those where you could see on stream my face when I realized that I've only hit Nana. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we all have those videos. But, yeah, I'm going to say the, 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 the Keizu set wasn't awful. Like, I got, because it looked like I adjusted at the very least. Mm-hmm. I got completely four stocked the first game, and then the second game I took two stocks. Oh, and I was solid. like, "That's not bad," because I don't, no I didn't wobble when I played Icy. So I was like, "That's pretty okay for the most part." Yeah, against Armada Junior. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but that tournament was just epic, obviously for everything that went on with Leffen. Um, and then the first like real super major again was Big House Eight, and that was largely in part to um wanting to do content and i think that there was just a big hole in content for just like live video and like being able to capture like the people side of the game because so many so many people focus on the gameplay obviously because melee's sick but Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot that just showed like hey this is what actually happened at the event like all of these people not necessarily like a vlog but like let's just showcase like the sheer volume of people that go to these things and how crazy it can get mm-hmm. and was that um so did you make a big house video for that because i know you had um a really sick big house like cinematic experience one i did yeah yeah that was that was the that's what i'm referring to so okay the big house 8 cinematic experience got a bunch of footage um for that i i actually like bought a camera pretty much expressly for that purpose and then i just figured out other ways to use it like for other videos and whatnot but i just really wanted to film some stuff um give a shout out to hada he was the guy from ohio peach player that just like randomly was a fan of my youtube channel and we started messaging became really good friends and then he was like yo i'm going to big house instead of flying into michigan fly into ohio and i'll drive you there and I was like, sick, because I don't know anyone. And this mm-hmm. is my first super major, so that sounds awesome. So just flew out to Ohio on a whim, met up with these guys, and went to the tournament, and then the rest is history. That's that's hype. I mean, that's so cool. I, I love that. Like, when you meet random people, and, like, it yeah. you or, or whatever. Like, I definitely know that, because 
I ended up housing a lot of people who visited New York City. It's an interesting thing, especially like in the current year, you know, where if I was to tell like my parents, for instance, like, hey, I'm flying to Ohio to drive to Michigan with some guy I never met. They'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, that is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. But it's just so normalized for Smash players. And I think that it's it's just like a safe space for a lot of people to be like, I'm going to meet these people and these people are going to be my friends eventually. Yeah, I mean, that's so true. I remember housing someone after, funny enough, the Big House 8 uh, mm-hmm. from from Australia. And I really didn't know him, but, you know, people people in the city were asking if, like, someone had, you know, space for housing. And, and literally the only vetting I did was, like, yo, is this guy cool? And they're like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. And he stayed with me for a week. Yeah, so. it's it's crazy. Like you don't I don't think you hear about that for any other I guess esports community period. You know, just someone being like, "Look, I need a place to stay or, you know, for instance, like I need a hotel." And people are like, "Word, I got you." It's it's crazy to me. I know, it's so crazy. My family recently moved to not recently anymore, but like a 2 years back moved to North Carolina to Charlotte. Okay. And one night I told my mom, like, mom, I'm going to be out for tonight. I'll, I'll get back tomorrow morning. I'm going to the tournament and just, like, hang out with people. And she's like, wait, you, like, you have friends here? Like, you don't know anyone here. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, like, it's, it's you know, we're going to a tournament and then he's going to house me. And then, like, we yeah, ended it's up, cool. like. cool. We play video games. It's yeah, cool. it's cool. We play video games. And then we ended up <laughs> booling to, like, 4 a.m. You know? Yeah, it's just, it's insane. And I think it's awesome. Side note, uh, Charlotte is where I fly into whenever I go to visit South Carolina, so. I know the area pretty well. Nice, nice. Yeah, you're familiar with that weird airport layout, the X. Charlotte Douglas? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It, it is super weird. Um, <coughs> but yeah, back to content and knowing people. I guess one thing I'm really curious about is when you you know, started getting into video editing. Because like, I only recently got into it, as I said, like two weeks ago, just to learn gotcha. to, to make this New York City PR video, funny enough. And I've always loved your your videos, and now I have like like this new understanding and respect for like literally anyone that sits down to make any sort of video content. I appreciate that because uh, it's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, like I still remember the first videos. I think I found the zoo one first or the bait one. Okay. And then my favorite has is still honestly the Cyrox one. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that one. That one is so I cool. Love that though. one so much. The music and everything, but yeah. So like, how did you start into like video editing, right? Because you you pres- you made some videos before you did Pega House. I did, yeah. So um, again, I had that other YouTube channel, <clears throat> a bit of a flop for the most part, but that was kind of testing the waters a bit. Um, I was still in college, kind of doing let's plays you know a lot of league of legends stuff and just random other games and i did i actually did a few smash videos on there as well so if people are um smart enough to search correctly they might find it however the video is so far gone in the depth the channel is so far gone in the depths of uh youtube hell that it doesn't even appear on search anymore i checked I, i literally typed in the exact channel name and it didn't come up Oh wow! So the only the only way I can get to that channel now is if I type in the exact URL, which is insane to me. But there's crazy. a few videos, uh, Smash related, 
around like the 2014 2015 era where i made a few trailers for some events and they were very very basic that was very early on um i think i had started to more get more seriously involved in youtube probably around my senior year of college so it'd be 2016 um and at that time i opened the turndown for walt channel (coughs) excuse me and i had actually started doing variety content on there as well just to give it a chance and i did league of legends edits on there i did overwatch when that came out and i had beta for that um but nothing really stuck with me and I, I didn't really find the longevity that uh, a lot of gaming YouTube platforms had where they pick a game and they're invested in playing it, they're invested in recording it and they're investing in, in making content in it. And I just didn't really have that interest. Like I enjoyed playing league and I enjoyed playing overwatch with friends, but I didn't think that it had the same appeal to me from the content perspective Um, And then I tried out Melee, and I think the first video I did was a Wobbles video. Mm -hmm. And the main inspiration for those videos early on were, I really like montages, I really like combo videos, but I was also invested in league content creation that wasn't my own because mine was really bad. So I watched a ton of League of Legends edits, which League of Legends edits, if you if you don't really know, were largely inspired by like Call of Duty and FPS edits. Mm-hmm. Okay, that um, I'm more kind of like over edited style, if you will. That's what a lot of people refer refer to them as. Mm-hmm. And I kind of saw like an opportunity almost where it was like, hey, there's this content sphere of just like quote unquote over edits, I guess that doesn't exist in smash and i'm capable of doing that like i figured out ways to do that and make cool cinematics for instance and apply them into a combo video and then turn it more into a montage instead of a combo video so it was largely inspired by other games content and to be totally honest a lot of my content was stemmed from how other esports do their content And that's kind of how things have evolved up until this point. But at that time, it was kind of the Wobbles video. Then I did the Zoo video. And I remember um, being at South Carolina and Zoo retweeted my video and shared it out to his like 50,000 followers or whatever. And that was kind of like the first push where I hit like 500 subscribers. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Because the players were actually recognizing the videos and saying like, hey, this is really cool and this is really unique and you should keep doing this. So I think largely in part, I thank Zoo, I think, because he kind of got the ball rolling and got me to like continue doing it. And um, when I had met him in person for the first time at Genesis, I was like, hey, thanks, man. Like, I really appreciate you doing that. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, no, it's awesome. And like, you make great stuff. But that was kind of like the beginning of all of it. And uh, it was largely just kind of figuring out how can I make something that the Smash community hasn't seen before or at least kind of give the Smash community a new style of something that they already know and kind of become unique and and make my niche in that way. Yeah, I mean, 
first thing definitely shout outs to zoo that that's even how i i found you out for the for the first time like three years yeah. ago <laughs> yeah the zoo video and then i was definitely hooked i i really like the bait video too but i was definitely as i said hooked at the cyrox video mm-hmm. being a fox player myself um and obviously it's cyrox <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i mean you definitely found that niche i think what's so interesting is how your channel uh has grown and how you've like sort of diversified your content uh from just the montages which i know you still do into like the jv5 series you know as you said the you know your own like interview video series on the mic into mm-hmm. essay you know video essays and all of that like i was you know before this um you know show i was looking at some of the other videos that i haven't seen before and like i came up on like some really cool ones like i was watching like all the net play and chill videos as mm-hmm. i was trying to figure out how to make the nyc pr combo video better just like looking at like how you structure transitioning from like different clips and stuff like that but right. also like the training mode um video i think is so ah, so cool that one, that one hits a nerve a little bit I I have to shelf that one for a while, which kind of yeah. stunk. Yeah, uh, I got a I got a licensing um a copyright claim on that video. Oh damn! So I put it on the shelf for now because even though I don't make all too much money off of ad revenue, I still make some, and mm-hmm. I'd like to be able to have some type of content that generates generates money in a little in a little amount. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, for general montages and whatnot, I don't really care about music licensing. I just do whatever, and I don't care if I get copyrighted for it because I don't intend on making money for them unless it's commissioned. Yeah. But for something where I want to be informative and, you know, kind of make sure I'm getting all my points across to the community, it just kind of stinks to put that kind of that time into a video and then just not get any payout for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm and I'm not a shill, that. by the way. <laughs> yeah of course of course yeah i'm sorry to hear that about that i just remember you know super yeah super I, cool I think video. the song fit the 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 theming of that video so perfectly so if i can find something to replace it absolutely i ha- I actually do have an idea of how i want to take that series in the future mm-hmm. it just sucks because i really like that song with it and i kind of wanted to make that the theme for the mm-hmm. whole series but uh no more for that one yeah of course i definitely table that exciting to see like you know as you said like while, while it's being tabled like what you come up with after that mm-hmm. but you know as i said like so much content i mean like also like the you know frame data series and and all of that like super cool how you've sort of added such a different genre to melee like the melee youtube environment sure from just like the you know i feel like you either get like stream highlights like standard combo videos or like super hardcore like informative stuff that generally also isn't like you know is a little bit like super long right like a lot of your videos are really tight like i still remember thinking about i feel like the moon has this one video that talks about movement and it's actually super informative but it's like an hour and a half long right of him just talking on stream which is like you know was the standard for melee (laughs) content pieces in 2014 but you definitely like push the bar with with a lot of your series. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think the the big goal kind of rounding about back to 
transitioning from the original content that the channel had to where it is now. Uh, I think that a lot of it was, like I had said before, just trying to fill an untapped niche in Smash. And I think that's one of the biggest things that draws me to Smash content specifically and not necessarily, like, I don't want to jump ship and go into an eSport with more money, for instance. I'm looking at Fortnite or something like, you know, anything, any other game or piece of content. And, like, I've dabbled in some other things, actually currently doing a cooking channel on the side as well. But nothing really draws me in to the same degree that Smash does because I feel like I have so much untapped potential to explore content partly because not a lot of people are doing it and partly because that content didn't really exist for smash but it exists in plenty of forms for many other games and many other esports and that's what's really cool is figuring out like how does the lcs have such a professional level of production quality and how can i bring that to smash and just trying my hand at it and seeing if it works and if it does that's awesome if not then we go on to the next concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the coolest thing is like Melee's lived for so long, but just because of its like grassroots and, you know, as we were talking like player focus. Right. Part of it, like a lot of these like other aspects of what, you know, other esports e- has like is super different in terms of it. And it's, it's, yeah. I mean, like, again, like the top five plays thing I, I is something that I always like, love to watch especially when i miss the major because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just like is so informative of like oh, okay like what are like the cool things that happen and like kind of reminds me of like when i started getting into melee watching those like old like emg countdown videos right and but you know obviously uh that series has been super successful and is is a big part of your channel now but i think I definitely, actually like, did a uh an emg top 10 video oh really and uh yeah and if you find it it was for january of 2018 and it completely bombed like really bad like 50 percent dislikes bad and a lot of people were like do not make a video like this ever again <laughs> and i was like oh god oh man um but it's actually all the same assets for what i use for the jv5 now because that one flopped so badly on EMG <laughs> that I was so afraid to post anything like it again because it was it was like voiceover driven. Um, granted, for the EMG one, I wasn't nearly as prepared as I should have been, and the formatting was just abysmal. But it's much better now, I think, in the format that it is on the JV5. But all of the assets from the top 10 EMG thing that I made for them... I was like, well, I'm not using it for anything now because uh, they don't want that on EMG anymore. So I'm just going to take it back in and use it for the JB5. And it's been a pretty consistent series on the channel for the most part. Aside from all this craziness going on in the world, obviously. But, you know, for the most part, when there's tournaments, at least I have a quick piece of content I can get out like maybe once a week, which is nice. Yeah, that that's super cool. I think, you know, starting out because like I want to primarily like our podcast is on like spotify and apple Podcasts and stuff like that and we used to do a youtube channel but we we dropped it so that we could like keep on producing like episodes consistently 
Right. But like now that I learned to video edit, I kind of want to try to revive the the podcast channel and trying to figure out what to do, what content to do, like what sort of the what sort of missing in the melee community that I that interests me and like I want to give back to. Is, yeah, that, I mean is, that's great though. Yeah, thanks. I mean it's it's definitely you know you know first dive into it was the combo video, but you know really more podcast related. Like I'm I'm really curious on on what I can sort of bring to both myself and JD bring to the melee community and like kind of give back. I mean like I think I you know the net play and chill series is one of the coolest like community driven content pieces out there. I love that. I wish I could make it more often. But I need more people to submit clips. So. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe now that we're all kind of staying inside. You... That's what I'm saying, man. I'm like, oh, it's the perfect time. Yeah. Like, all these people are watching YouTube. I'm like, come on, where's my big bucks? I gotta, like, <laughs> I gotta kind of make it on this now. Where's my subscribers at, dude? Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, a Netplay and Chill, like, full full feature episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. That would be so good. But... Yeah, so one thing I wanted to ask, you know, talking about all your series is, like, obviously there's, and it's almost perfect because you were talking about, like, the EMG series and, and how that sort of bombed, but it, it helped make the JV5 series. Mm-hmm. Like, what other stuff have you learned through the different content pieces that you made? Like, I know one thing that we we promised we wouldn't get onto until we got on the mic, but it was, like, obviously your April Fool's video. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am like, it's funny because, so I have a guy on my Patreon who is just, he is incredible. He's amazing. He is a big marketing guy and he has been helping me with a ton of just marketing related strategies on the YouTube channel. And it's been great because I think a big gap in where I was struggling on YouTube was my titling and thumbnails. Mm-hmm. And that was what was preventing me from really getting onto recommended pages for people, um, appearing in search more often, etc. Just YouTube demographics. When it comes to that fucking axe video, <laughs> I am like so beyond upset that <laughs> it is the most. It is one of the most watched videos on my channel, and I legitimately spent two hours on it. <laughs> And I was like, this is bad. This is an awful video. I recorded it at my girlfriend's house, so I didn't even have my regular setup, and I made it on a laptop. And I'm like, it's a 50-50, like, because, you know, a lot of people know the Frame Data series. And episode four of Frame Data was actually uh, an April Fool's video as well, which goes to show how often I made those videos at the time, because they just took forever. But... I remember finishing the video and I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, look, this video is either going to be like kind of funny or it's just going to not land at all. The joke will just not be funny to people. And apparently it really landed. And I'm really mad about it (laughs) because it just like completely went off. And I'm like, what the hell? And I think maybe like the I think the titling and the thumbnail were, were very good. And that's what contributed to that as well. Because people were seeing the title, you know, how Axe skillfully informs Wizrobe that the set is over. Like, to me, that's hilarious. But to other people, they're expecting to see some, like, high-level mind games. And then they just get shitposted. Mm-hmm. But it's just... I was just, like... I remember messaging my Patreon friend. And I was like, dude, 
I'm so tilted that this is doing so well, honestly, but I shouldn't be because it's it's helping the channel a ton. And he was like, I had a feeling you would be upset about that, but I guess you could just make more frame data episodes if it makes you that angry. And I was like, okay, I guess that's all I have to do is just keep making frame data episodes and then around every April just make a shitty one and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's super funny. I think, like, I feel like where it hit the nail on the head is, like, that there's no sort of, like, sarcastic comedy pieces for Melee, really. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you think about, like, like off the top of your head, like, the only other, like, comedy pieces I can think of are, like, BTS skits and, and slime on the scene. Yeah, and Zayn started to do it as well, and it's been amazing, honestly. Yes, that's true. The Zayn one is so good. <laughs> he tases himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, to that one... It's like, you know, the frame data as a whole, I have seven complete episodes and I I made it a year or so ago. It's been a while, but to have just a video, I think that just completely con- contrasts the rest of the series where it's just this like wacky, doesn't make any sense, is totally ridiculous. And I've gotten comments where people are like, I was, I was legitimately so mad that you were trying to explain to me that Wizrobe's head viewing angle actually mattered for the context of that set. <laughs> and then I realized it was a joke. But just having the same exact delivery and just being like 100% serious about it while presenting complete nonsense, I guess that's part of the joke that landed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely landed. I, I definitely found it super, super funny and... Yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing is, like, being familiar with the Frame Data series, I was, like, interested to see what was, like, the angle going into it. Yeah. Oh, man. But that that's super funny, and, yeah, I mean, it just... I mean, it's it's super funny how it panned out, but also super good for your channel, obviously. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's all good things for the most part. Like, I, I say that I'm totally pissed off about it with a grain of salt because, you know the viewership is awesome and obviously it's brought a ton of new faces into the channel and the community that didn't know about the channel before, which is great. And, you know, they see this one, you know, crappy video and then they're like, Hey, all this other stuff exists on this channel. Like what have we been missing? And that's really cool to be able to kind of bring more people on in that way. Yeah. It's always, I find it so interesting to see like what content sticks and like where people do like i'm there's only really like two channels i watch like most most of the videos when they like come out mm-hmm. and it's uh ludwig uh which you okay. know and then uh Sejam, which is an fgc commentator yes and and especially Sejam is like the one i probably follow religiously and the funny thing is i like barely play <clears throat> any of the fighting games Right. But I will listen to what he thinks about it or like and his like analysis series is really cool. Yeah, it's it's impossible to predict, honestly, and that's the thing that makes YouTube interesting and also really frustrating for a lot of creators, I think, is when you get better at it, you start to get a feel for videos that are going to do well and videos that are not, just based on analytics, right? Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, that frame data video, I had a feeling if the joke landed, it would perform well. I didn't think it was going to perform that well. 
versus you know when i post something like a like the hacks video uh the best of hacks and then i just recently did the best of mewtwo king Mm -hmm. I kind of like have a gauge where I'm like, okay, I think this is like around a 10k video now, like just based on the demograph, based on the audience that we have so far, and my current subscriber base. And I guess imparting some type of advice to you if you're planning on opening the YouTube channel back up, that's something that you develop over time. Like the more you kind of make content, the more you figure out what type of content is working, and what type of content you could possibly refine or you need to kind of like put on the bench for now and figure out what to do with it at another at another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate the advice and I definitely have some questions off off mic to to just ask sure, yeah. particularly about thumbnails and, and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely really appreciate that. I think, yeah, so outside of that would you have like as just more of a general question any advice for like content creators or like any thoughts on i'd love to hear your thoughts on sort of the melee content like environment at at this time point i think it's honestly super great right now and there are more and more people that are coming onto the woodwork to make melee content um, I mean, obviously, like you have your save as untitles for your analytics content, and he's doing a great thing with his tournament series, which I commentated one of them actually, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Awesome Sauce doing great stuff. He's probably one of the only melee channels right now that's broken a hundred k right now, with the exception of maybe a GR Smash, but he's kind of more general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's there's a ton of really good people. I know Cornflake is a channel that just started kind of oh, coming up, and he's really making a lot of good player montages. That one, um, that channel. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a lot of really really good people making good melee content, and the thing to me about melee specifically, obviously, we all love the game. That's why we're doing it. But I think there's a really cool part of being in melee content where you get to help support the scene in that way and be involved in the scene and in your own specific and you know your coolest thing if you will Mm -hmm. where my perspective of it is i am helping to provide a professional you know quote unquote professional i'm hardly that but a professional angle to the melee scene and in my head, there's this crazy thought that this content helps to keep the scene alive and it helps to keep the scene going because when there aren't any players and when there aren't any tournaments or anything right now, except for online ones, people are going to look for media to consume. And that's a, a niche that is really fun to fill because we're able to support the scene in a way that doesn't directly involve us participating in tournaments and you know, winning 200 bucks for getting seventh place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, you can't 200 bucks for seventh place is r- ridiculous, but uh, it's brutal. It's, it, just, it's yeah. so hard. It's so hard. I know that HNC only pays out top, top three. So oh my God. I remember getting fourth one time, lose it, l- like losing game five to smuckers. And I, I lost the Kata, but I beat Panos, JD vortex, big kid. Jesus. And then not get paid out. <laughs> I would be very livid about that. I, I was too happy with just the wins, but it, it, yeah. it, 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 it just goes to show for sure how 
how tough that sort of environment is. And I feel like that's what it was, you know, maybe in the older days for law players where, you know, it was like farming the locals and, and, you know, supporting the local scene at the same time. But yeah, like the Melee, what I find so interesting about the Melee content sphere is that to the bigger esports, we aren't, like there's still a lot to learn and a lot, like truth be told, we could just like, you know, kind of yoink from them. Mm -hmm. But what's so interesting because I, I love watching uh other fighting games like i've since a few evos back i've really gotten into street fighter and and watching you know other fighting games just for fun even if i don't really play them on a very consistent basis right but whenever i hear like any of their podcasts or when they talk about content they actually cite the melee like the smash community as like a guys like we should be doing (laughs) what these guys are doing yeah it's it's cool because like Obviously, everyone who's involved in the community cares a lot, which is really awesome. And it's obviously not because of the money, like we just said. So it's just for the sheer love of the game and to kind of keep that game going and keep the momentum rolling because it's been going for, you know, 20 years now. It's insane. But I think that, you know, like you were just saying about yoinking different concepts from other games like that's kind of like i said earlier it's largely how my channel got started was just kind of figuring out different ways to apply other esports and roll it back into smash and see if see if it works or not and i know that uh certain smash tournaments in the past i actually can't recall the exact event but they've tried things like that in the past with like an analyst desk for instance where i remember they brought ptas on for uh like a post-game analysis for different uh, breakdowns and whatnot, which yeah, I, I thought think... was incredibly interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. But it didn't really land with a lot of the audience members because I think because in part, it didn't feel like Smash and it didn't feel like Grassroots. And that's the thing that really separates us from the rest of the FGC or the rest of esports at large is that we still have the aspect of grassroots and coming from nothing because we're still kind of there. And there's a, there's a long way for Smash to go, and that's what's super cool about it to a lot of its participants because they know that they can keep doing this forever because they just love it so much. And that's what's really awesome to me is, like, there's there's the ability for these players and these people to kind of up the production value, up the tournament scope up the prize pool, whatever they need to do. And we haven't done it yet. Like we can, there's opportunity there for that to still happen. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that's, you know, you, you definitely mentioned is this sort of grassrootsness. I think it was big house six where they brought in P task for it. Right. I know okay. big house definitely did a few analyst series uh, with like PPMD and stuff. And right. It's so interesting because this idea of, like, grassroots, like, maybe a little gritty at the same time, like, really appeal to, like, the Smash community in general. But then also, I feel like it's, like, like, I feel like it's content is, like, generally well-received. And correct me if you think I'm wrong. Like, if you can just, like, sort of, like, see the sort of, like, the passion or the authenticity of it, you know? Yeah, completely agree. Like, I mean, it's amazing, like, what you, Awesome Sauce, like, Cornflake, uh, you know, anyone's doing, like, that makes it, like, look that good. Because, granted, like, 
you know, you're like, damn, like, again, like, when I was learning to video it, I'm like, damn, like, how do people do this? Like, you know, with, like, the fluid character models mm-hmm. and for transitions and stuff like that. But, you know, like, it still feels like, like a passion project. And that reflects, like, kind of what Melee is, which is always going to be just a passion project. Yeah, I, I think just the fact of having that passion there is really, it, it speaks volumes to just the community. And when it comes to you know, bringing that passion back into your work. That's what really drives the point home. And that's what really gets people involved in, you know, on a small scale, my YouTube channel, but on a large scale, Melee, you know, and it gets people to want to play the game. And it gets that's really the ultimate goal, right, is to get more people playing the game and get more people interested in this game that's that's old enough to drive. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so big and yeah, I mean, funny enough, I have a I had this weird theory cuz you know how Evo they were bringing back Marvel for their 20th anniversary? Yeah. I thought that there is an off chance Evo would have brought Melee for its 20th anniversary next Ooh, year before this COVID sick. thing. But like they have to just run with Marvel versus Capcom 2 now still yeah i mean so, you kind of got to, but you kind of have to i mean it's also a great community and and super sick similar to melee but like i low-key believe that there was a chance that like if this went well they would have done it next year and melee would have just like popped off for it mm-hmm. yeah but i i feel like that's the that's the biggest thing that like gets people into these types of games though is like the like you said the passion and also to a, a larger extent just the ability to improve and uh i kind of, i made like an entire video about this it's called pursuit for perfection and it was just about this concept of competition and how people treat competition and wrapping that back into the idea of self-improvement because it's different for everybody and by the same token that passion is also really different for everybody too and how people appreciate the game and enjoy the game it comes in all different shapes and sizes so you know, for me, for instance, it's making videos like that versus for you guys, it might be playing the game or spectating the game or commentating the game or whatever it is. But just having that enjoyment and just authentic, you know, authentic realism of just being involved in the game and wanting to be there. That's that's what keeps the game going. Yeah, I mean, I love I love the melee and the pursuit for perfection video. Uh, hands down i'd love content pieces like that because i think it's so relatable like because melee's taught us sort of a lot about ourselves as we like kind of you know as a game grown up like we grew up as well like it's super funny to think about like a little side story like uh when i interviewed for you know the job i'm at now the first question was like you know what do you you know like tell us like anything about yourself that that you do outside of work and like it was definitely a little bit like like, oh, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm, like, really into this old video game. <laughs> right. And I just ended up bringing it up and, like, talking about it. And, like, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, that's, like, the, like, the only reason I got the job. But, like, to be able to, like, do that and, like, talk about freely and openly with, like, my coworkers about, like, this thing that I super care about, like, was oh, yeah. so cool. And, they, and it, you know, it's the genuine interest, which is what makes people interested in what you have to say, too. Yeah, exactly. And it, it and almost like an out of body 
experiences like once i joined the company like they had a smash club like they um on Damn, one that's awesome <laughs> yeah i know they, they i i had to they were playing on dolphin i had to bring i brought in a crt for them <laughs> a pettage crt like let me show you how the big boys play <laughs> yeah but what's crazy is it's a small company so the the ceo like sat down and was like oh hey man like you know my favorite player is ken and was like playing marth and i was like this is crazy like yeah. this is absolutely super crazy and yeah, I think I, being I, able to, like, express yourself openly, like, that's, I feel like, what Melee's taught me the most. And I'm curious to hear, like, what it's, you know, how it's affected you, like, on a more personal basis. I mean, it's it's essentially become a second job for me, for lack of a better word. I, I, I don't make a ton of money off of it, but it's a job that I love doing. And I work my regular, you know now adjusted work hours because of everything going on but my office is open right now mm-hmm. um and i go in for my day and then i come home and you know i'll plan out videos for for the evening and then figure out when i can work on them when i can edit when i can voice over but it so much of what i have become and what i've done in the past few years have completely revolved around melee and it's crazy to think that when the first tournament I went to was a year and a half ago. And I've met so many cool people and interesting people with all of these varying backgrounds and personalities and interests and stuff that all just seem to collide on this one point of this game. So it's it's really awesome to me to be able to be a part of that and be involved in something that I know has the potential to go even higher. Wow, I'm I'm just letting letting that sit because <laughs> that, that was fucking beautiful. <laughs> I gotta timestamp that one. Save the recording for later. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely do. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah, and almost as like a follow up question to that, like, has there any you know, has there been anything that like making these videos and engaging with the community and playing melee, like you were a player mm-hmm. as well. You know that you like learn something that you might have not necessarily like known about you know and only because of like melee it kind of came you know you kind of learned about yourself from there i learned that i still really suck at ledge dashing <laughs> for the most part uh that was a big meme when i was in south carolina and i played fox quite a bit was all right, here comes Walt. He's about to SD again. Like he took another lead. Let's just call it even because he's about to kill himself off the ledge. Um, jokes aside, though, I think that it's I'm, it's obviously taught me a lot of physical skills, just like learning how to edit and how to write a piece. Like I've I've gotten much more into creative writing because I have to do scripts all the time for these voiceovers. And learning how to use my voice in a way that is useful and informative and entertaining for an audience that I now suddenly have, which is really cool to me as well. Um, being able to kind of use the skills that I've gained, like kind of go back to public speaking, for instance, uh, again, writing, just being able to articulate a thought in, you know, a well thought out manner 
And that's, it's like cool skills that I never thought I'd have. Like, like you said, like when you just kind of started off with the PR video, just figuring out how to do something that might come off as completely trivial and simple to you a few months from now was the hardest thing in the world when you, when you started it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Definitely a lot of YouTube (laughs) tutorials. Yeah. And that's, that's the same thing for me was just watching, repeating, trying to put your own spin on it and figuring it out from there. And it, I think the biggest thing when it comes to the channel specifically, this isn't even directly related to Melee, but just kind of, and also this kind of, I'm, I'm going on a tangent a little bit, but just learning how to learn. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite engineering professors for my thermodynamics class, it sounds mm-hmm. really fancy. I got like a B plus. But, nice, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the TA, which is hilarious because <laughs> I didn't even get an A. But, uh, you know, he, he, the biggest thing that he sent home for us was taking his class isn't going to teach you necessarily how to do thermo because thermo can be this completely like nebulous topic that flies over a lot of people's heads for the most parts and it and it's complicated but taking his class teaches you how to learn and you learn how to learn by going into these classes and i think that kind of like goes back to being on youtube and kind of like diving into the trenches of content and everything like that and i have i have melee largely to thank for that because that's what my content is but just kind of learning how to make something that i'm proud of and make something that i think people will be interested in is a process and it's a grueling process and you learn how to make the video make the thumbnail you know record your voice make it not look like shit and then spend two hours being pissed about it looking like shit but then you post it anyway because you have a deadline to meet you know all these things that that come up is just skills that you gain over time and uh i think kind of going back to the original question it's because of melee that i was able to learn these things yeah i mean that's so true and it's super interesting how melee and this idea of like learning to learn it is 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 very common in, in in a lot of people's experiences including yeah definitely including myself like definitely again trying to <laughs> ledge dash is one of the most infuriating yeah. things ever i was gonna say i think there's a lot of like tangible overlap between just learning a skill like editing or you know articulating your voice in a in a way that's good for public speaking or recording or whatever and actual just skill in in the game and you know again like i'm i'm no talented player or anything i was pr'd like six years ago but i don't think i would be now but just i learn how to do upbeat cancels with doc or like you know practice my ledge dashes or open up the uncle punch training pack like whatever i need to do there's a lot of overlap there because you have to figure out the muscle memory to fit to perform that action or you know, just like when these things would be actually reasonable to do in a game. Yeah, and it's almost interesting because I feel like there's not a lot of things where there is a lot, but it's it's you just have to look out for it where it, like something mm-hmm. is so apparent where it's like you're doing it wrong and you have to like face that you're doing it wrong. It's like almost just like a constant ego check. And I feel like melees and like all the avenues around melee, is, you know, is kind of like that. 
Yeah, kind of, I guess, going back towards the game itself, I think that making videos like frame data and just analysis pieces and whatnot have taught me a lot to become better at the game itself, which is really nice uh, because I can see tangible improvement in my game just from being able to break down a certain situation and understand why it happened the way it did. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a really cool Core A Gaming video. I don't know if you watch that channel. Dude, I love Core A Gaming. <laughs> I think it's his most recent one. I don't think he's released a new video since that, but he the talks about... The one? Yes. yes. So, like, System 1 and System 2. Mm -hmm. And even playing Melee and stuff like that on Netplay or something like that, I can see situations happen and catch it where I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm too much in System 2 right now. Like, I'm overthinking everything. I gotta just feel it and go yeah definitely definitely yeah i mean again like the system one system two is it reminds me of like the book that every smasher reads like the inner game of tennis also yeah <laughs> yeah that's a it's like the smasher starter pack it is the smasher starter <laughs> pack. oh man well you know i just have one sort of closing question and you know, hearing your experience and, and really getting to, like, you know, know you a lot more. And hopefully we can hang out once, you know, the world starts up again since you're <laughs> Absolutely. only on the island. Yeah, we'd I'd love, love to grab a beer, uh, you know, either on the island because I, I, I'm, like, love Long Island. Like, I, I love the I've been Long planning, I was planning on going to a Hax's nightclub and then quarantine happened. Oh. So... That was kind of like, I was like, maybe I could make a Wednesday or Wednesday or Thursday. I forget what day it is. I was like, maybe I could make one of those work. Like, just take the train into the city right after work and spend the night there and then just come back for the work the next day. And then it was like, ha, psych, like no one's going. Yeah, yeah. If you ever need to crash, just feel free to reach out and, and ask. I, I'm sure. along the JMZ, so it's actually not that hard to get to the Jamaica station. Cool. But, um... Yeah, so I, as I was saying, you know, JD tends to ask, like, oh, like, if it was your, you know, if you had, like, a sort of, like, a student, like, how would you sort of start them off? But, like, you know, hearing your, your, you know, your story and everything, like, one thing I'm actually really curious about is, like, if you were to show someone who isn't familiar with a Melee community, like, how would you start them off to, like, show this sort of coolest thing in the world? That's a good question. I think... I think the Melee and Pursue for Perfection video, if it had to be something coming from my channel, is the most widely relatable video on my channel so far. And a lot of people who might not even be into Melee could watch that and say, finish the video and say, I understand why people are into Melee now. And that's... After making that video, which, again, like, I had voiced that video over maybe over six months before actually posting it. Because I wanted to save it for a special occasion, and we got to 10k subs, which was excellent, and I figured perfect time to do that. But after actually finishing that video and posting it, I think that was where I wanted the dialogue for... The turn down for Walt channel to be mm -hmm. where I wanted people to come into the channel asking why should I be into this 20 year old game and hopefully by the time they see everything they know the answer 
And at the very least, they can respect the answer to that. They don't have to be fanatics of it, but usually people that get hooked on Melee are. And uh, the goal is basically kind of showing people, this is a cool game that I play, and here's why you should play it. I think bringing that back into what would I explain to someone is just watch the game basically just go onto a twitch stream and just watch people play and it doesn't even have to be a tournament for the most part it's just people coming together for like a LAN you can just tell that these people are so into what they do and they're just having such a fun time where it's like we're gonna crowd 15 people into one hotel room (laughs) and half the people are sitting on a bed and the other half are completely fucking plastered like (laughs) it's amazing like that's so cool that people are just open to doing that stuff it's just it's just an amazing game and hopefully more people are open and willing to the fact that they can watch this game and you know appreciate it for what it is because it's just it's fast-paced it's entertaining and it's just it's awesome for a viewer experience as well so i mean that's that's like the ultimate goal and that's the that's the type of conversation that i would want people to have on my channel at this point yeah that's that's great. So, yeah, I mean, especially like to show the the passion and and why people why should you care about this sort of twenty year old game is so 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 crucial in terms of keeping our scene alive. Also, yeah, and I think that it's it's cool to be able to do my part, you know, in supporting the melee community because I certainly can't through gameplay, but you know, in this way, it's kind of it's kind of cool. I get to be my own top tier player in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the last thing is where can people find you? I mean, I'm sure anyone listening knows, but Whew, cover oh, all of our bases. Been waiting to shell this one out. Shill. You can find me at youtube.com slash turn down for Walt. Um, also available at twitter.com slash turn down for Walt. And Instagram.com slash TurndownForWalt official, because for whatever reason, someone has the TurndownForWalt handle on Instagram, and (laughs) they won't give it to me. And it's really annoying, because that account has been inactive for so long, and I check it, like, once a month to make sure. But now it sucks, because a lot of my branding on Instagram goes by TurndownForWalt official. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, Those are all the socials, and... You know, of course, if you want to support the channel further, the best way that I say to my fans to do so is through Patreon. Um, ad revenue just kind of completely blows for the most part. So being able to support on Patreon is a cool way for me to directly see that you guys are interested in what I'm doing and kind of motivates me to keep going. And you also get some cool perks in the process. I post my thumbnails on there as PSDs uh, and JPEGs for people to download. Um, my uh, copies of my scripts as well and then put your name in the credits i also let you give total shout outs to people if you donate a ton of money but you don't have to do that so but patreon's a great way to support that and uh on that same note make sure to support all your like artists youtube people if you're into it times are obviously really hard right now and for me i don't consider myself someone in like a financial hole i wrote that on my own patreon page so if you don't feel compelled to you know donate or pledge or anything like that please don't feel needed to 
but for the people that really need it and those those people that are doing this for their livelihood you know look out for that and and please consider it for them all right well on that note you know thank you again for everyone listening to this 1v1 series on the wannabes podcast i really hope that you enjoyed the episode and walt it was such a pleasure to you know have you come on absolutely man yeah thank you again for having me it was it's it's really cool to talk about this i'd love to do it again sometime yeah i'd love to have you on again and we have to hang out now over some some beers absolutely yeah yeah no doubt man i'm so pumped